Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. How are we doing today? Yes, it's good to see everyone. You guys are real quiet. Come on, everybody good today? Yeah. All right, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Some stayed up late last night. Or maybe you're, you're getting the itis, what I call the itis. When you eat, when you get sleepy after you eat, uh, you guys had the, the food out front. We're going to start doing this because I want you guys awake. Maybe you need to drink more coffee when you're out there and less food. Uh, I don't know, but... I'm excited to be uh, with you guys this morning. Hey, before we jump in, I want to celebrate real quick. And this might just seem something silly, but uh, I, I'm excited uh, about this. Hey, we, we got some uh, new t-shirts coming. Uh, if you remember a couple weeks ago, uh, we, we rolled out a new logo for the church. And, and uh, I like t-shirts. And so uh, we want to just uh, a way to represent the church as we're out and about. And I know some of you, you wear your, your different shirts that you have everywhere that you go. So we got a few different uh, colors and options for you. Uh, there is a great option. And then I believe there is a black option uh, as well. And uh, and I told the folks on Wednesday night, I know some might think, well, those are just real drab. Where's the color, right? Here's the deal. It's Florida. It's hot. And when we're out at an event, an outreach or something like that, let's say we're giving away school supplies at our, uh, our giveaway uh, outreach that we do everywhere. And we sweat like the colors hide the sweat so much, right? So it just looks like you're, you're just glistening on the top. But you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of why we're doing the darker colors, right? So... Uh, so anyway, those are available. Uh, we, we, we'll order those soon. We're doing a pre-order right now, okay? So there is a, a sign-up sheet in the back. Listen, you can order the black. You can order the gray. You can order both the black and the gray if you want to. That's how uh, we are going to roll with that. But they're $12 each. Sorry we don't have kid sizes uh, available, um, but they're $12 each. And uh, we're asking if you can pay up front. If you can go ahead and pay for that right away. If you can't right now, that's okay. I get it. But if you go ahead and pay up front, that'll help offset the cost as we get ready uh, to buy those. Um, so all that information is back at the table back there. There's a sign-up sheet. You can fill out. You can text, give, and, and you can give online for it. You can give cash or, or check. Just make sure that you um, that you write uh on there, what, what you do, and then that all those steps are given on that sheet back there. It tells you what to do as far as what the keyword is. If you give online, if you text, or whatever, you do that. So all that is available um, back there. If you give a, a cash or check, just put it in an envelope and, and just kind of drop it um, uh, back there. Somebody will be back there after service to, to kind of take care of all of that. So I'm excited about that. Uh, that should be once we kind of get everybody's sizes and all that going, I will be able to order those. Hey, um, as we get ready to, to jump into today's message, anybody ever try to trust fall? You know what I'm talking about, trust fall? Uh, yeah, a lot of people do them, like offices or companies will do this, it's like team building things or, or things like that. You're like, I don't know what company you're working at, pal. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's a trust fall. I've asked Charlie to come up here and help me uh, demonstrate a trust fall uh, for you. Come on up here, sir. Um, so, so here's the deal. Um, I, I want to just make sure you understand. Cause I, I'm pretty sure you're with Clark. You know what a trust fall is. But I just want to make sure because there's no way we can do the sign or anything like that right now. Uh, so, so here's just a quick little snippet, a little video, a little clip. Um, it's not going to be online for you if you're watching uh, out there. But, uh, but right now, this is because this is what not to do in a trust fall. And just an exercise and build a trust Three, 
Just relax and fall, okay? One, two, three. No, wait, no, no, no. Okay. So that's not what you do. Okay, you're going to fall back, okay? Everybody, you go ahead and come back over there and just replay it. I mean, you're, you're going to fall back, not because like, there's no waiver. Uh, Mom and Dad have got your consent. Like, we're good. Okay, so I'm not getting sued. Right, cool. Um, so here we go. You're going to turn around back. Alright, listen, I'm gonna catch you. I'm going to catch you. I promise. Alright? Trust me, trust me, Charlie. I'm your pastor. I love you, okay? God's got great plans for you. This is not how it's gonna end for you, okay? I trust you. Alright, you trust me, right? Here we go. Trust you already. Go. You just got slain in the Holy Ghost, alright? One of those uh, team building type uh, kind of concepts, and so uh, so yeah. So, so here's it. Uh, and as silly as that might be with the video, and, and even as silly as that sounds, some people, some people outside of church and outside of Christianity, they might think we are crazy to live life by faith. Say we trust in God, uh, not that we can't necessarily see. Some people might think that we're crazy for doing that, but it takes faith, right? It takes some faith to believe about today. We can trust and we can fall in the arms of God. Come on, somebody, can you have some faith? We can trust God with our lives. We can trust God with our future. We can trust God with His plans and His purpose for us. And He's not going to let us fall. He's not going to fail us. In fact, God does not fail, right? So we can trust in Him that you can have faith in God today. So as we continue our series called Holy Habits. We're going to finish next week uh, with a series and we'll talk about giving. Now, don't, don't not come because we're talking about giving, okay? Some of y'all got a little nervous, right? But, but today we're going to talk about having faith, right? Having faith. Living every day in faith. Because we're not just called to be people of faith, but we're called to act in faith on a daily basis. This should be a discipline, something that we live in, something that we walk out trusting in God with every part of our life, right? In other words, when God says go, don't say no, okay? You like that little rhyme I did there, right? right? When God says go, don't, don't say no, right? Faith just isn't, it's not just believing in God, right? Even though it takes faith to believe in God. But faith is not just praying and, and, and believing um, in, in faith as you pray. Even though you have to have faith when you pray, right? But those are the ways that we exercise our faith, right? Those are the ways that we exercise. Faith is confidently trusting in God. The writers of Hebrews wrote it like this. And many of you know this verse, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is confidence and assurance. It is trusting in God. And it's not just a one-time thing. It's not just a one-time thing. It, it is meant for us to live in every single day with our whole entire life. In fact, the greater for your life is going to be found on the other side of your steps of faith. The things, the promises of God are going to be found on the other side of your steps of faith. The answer to your prayers and the things that you are looking for are going to be on the other side of your steps of Okay, come on, it's time to get stepping, y'all. It's time to start stepping this thing out. Have some faith this morning. Come on, we've been saying this stuff this whole series. If you want to know your future, look at your habits. Are you, are you exercising faith every single day? 
It takes more than just thinking about it. It takes more than just saying it or, or knowing some scripture. We're called to live it out. It's, uh, you know, what was the Bible say? Faith without works is, is dead, right? And it, and it, and it causes us to, to live it out, to put some action behind it, right? So what is God asking you to trust him with today? Because I have a feeling we trust God with some of our life, but maybe not our entire life. In fact, it's easier to have faith when everything is going good, isn't it? It's easy to have faith when everything's going all right. It's easy to have faith when, when, when you get that parking spot, right? It's easy to have faith um, when there's money in the bank account. It's easy to have faith when things are going our way. What about when they don't? What about when we're not on that mountaintop, but we're in the valley below? What, 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 what happens when, when we aren't having such a good day? Right, what, what happens when things seem to be falling up all around us and, and chaos and storms and trials in this life? Those are the times where we need even more faith. Those are the times where we need to lean into God even more. Are you exercising your faith? Is there something that God wants you to trust and live in your life today? Genesis chapter 12. Turn there with me. If you have a Bible, if you have an app with the Bible on it, there's some Bibles in the seat backs um, in front of you that you're welcome to look at. Uh, it might be confusing because those are, are part English and part Spanish, so you might get a little bit of uh, a Spanglish going on there. But I think the English is on the left side of those Bibles. But turn to Genesis chapter 12. We're going to look at verses 1 through 4. We're going to look at the faith of Abraham. As you're turning there, let me kind of set the scene for what's going on here. Um, Abraham's father was on the way to go to Canaan. He had packed his family up there, going on the way to Canaan. Canaan, we would know later on, to be the promised land that God would call his people out of Egypt and, and lead them to, right? And they're, they're on the way to Canaan, but for some reason, Abraham's father, Terah, he decides to settle in Haran. Okay? And I don't know if you've ever gone through something like this before on, on your way to a particular destination, or maybe on the way to a dream that God has given you, or maybe on the way to something in your life maybe you have settled before you got there. Maybe you've settled for something less than what God had for you. Maybe you decided to compromise and, and give in to something that, that caused you to settle in life. Or maybe you gave in to comfort. Or maybe you gave in to fear and, and you decided to settle in the instead of moving forward to the destination. Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 through 4 we see the call of God given to Abraham. Let's read it together. The Lord had said to Abram this was before he was given the name Abraham. Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out. Listen, you are not too old for God to give you some promises today. Let me just say that you are not too young for God to give you some promises. You are not too old or too young to begin living a life of faith. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, 
all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in their life. And they set out for the land of Canaan and they arrived there. Come on, let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for this life, God, for what you are doing, God, for what you're going to do, God, for, for, for your move this morning, for being here in this place, God. And I pray as we uh, go through your word this morning, God, that faith will rise up in us, that faith will rise up in this place, God, that people will begin to live on faith instead of fear, God, that people will, will stop compromising and stop living in comfort, but, but begin to trust you with all of their heart, mind, and soul, God. Let there be faith rising up, even now, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. So I want to look at this passage and I want us to begin to live in faith like Abraham did here. So for us to be able to do that, I believe there's three choices that we need to make. Because faith is a choice. You can choose to follow God. You can choose to have faith and trust in Him or not. Really, the, the, the choice is yours. God is available. God is willing. Uh, God has a plan and purpose for your life. It's up to you whether you want to partner with that and align your life up with that. But there's three choices but you can make it to live in faith like Abraham. And the first is this, choose faith over fear. I know that's being said a lot. It's been said a lot this particular year in 2020 because of everything that is going on this year. But choose faith over fear. It's more than a cute saying. It's more than a t-shirt design. It's more than a Facebook post. It's something God is calling us to do, to live in faith and not in fear. Abraham, check this out. God called him to leave his home, to go to somewhere he was unfamiliar with, where he didn't know anybody. God just said, hey, let's get up and go. Right? And so for many of us, that would be really scary to do. God called him to leave comfort. He called him to leave uh, what he knew to go somewhere where he didn't. But for us, that would be super scary. If God called you, to, I want you to sell out your stuff. I want you to pack up the family. I want you to move somewhere else. Right? That would scare us. That would freak some of us out. Because some of us really don't like change. Like if we if we, we change the color of the wall back there, some of you are like, hold on, wait a minute, easy guy. What are you doing? It's been that way for years. Why are you like, why did you change the, the keyboard? Why did you put it over here instead of over there? Like, I don't like that, you know. Someone's sitting in my spot in my pew, and I don't like that, sir. Come on. Right? Some of y'all don't like change. But what, what if God called you, just like Abraham, insert yourself in this story. Insert yourself in, in Abraham's place. And God said, listen, I want you to pack up. I've got something for you. Let's go. Many of us are like, whoa, 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 easy, God. Where am I going? Because God doesn't say that. He just says, listen, I've got a plan for you. It's going to be a blessing. right?" But he doesn't exactly say. He doesn't lay it out. He doesn't lay out the details. Right? He gives them like the trailer. Like movie trailer. Right? But for me, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's eating pumpkin breaks, God. Like, where are we going? How am I going to get there? Do I have enough money? that like, i got to budget this out. You know? Like, and many of us would be like freaking out. And we'd be scared to be able to do that. God just says, Abraham, I've got a plan, I've got a purpose, do you trust me, will you go? See, to step into your destiny, you must step out of security. Many of us want control. We're a bunch of control freaks. We want control. 
So to exercise faith in this manner, and again, this is more than a little cutesy saying, okay? For us to exercise faith in this manner, in this level of, of faith here, it's going to take us to let go of control and say, you know what, God, I don't understand why. God, I don't understand what the purpose is. God, I don't, I don't, I don't know why you're, you're asking me to do this. I don't even know how I'm going to do this, God, but, but, but you're God, and I trust you. I have faith, so I'm not going to fear. Here's the deal. We like comfort, though, right? We love comfort, right? If you were to fly and you were given the option to sit in first class, right? Man, you would, if I don't have to pay for it, yes, sign me up, right? <laughs> there was years ago, I went on a mission trip to, uh, to Nicaragua, and God bless them. Y'all pray for, for that country, all of Central America, and then just hit super hard with these hurricanes recently. But we went there, and uh, we're getting ready to leave. And we're getting, we boarded the plane, we're on the plane, and we're sitting on this plane forever. Like, forever. <laughs> And, uh, and they're like, and they come on the phone, excuse me, passengers, you know, we're uh, experiencing some technical difficulty, and blah, blah, you know, all that shit. So, uh, 30 minutes goes by, and they come back on the thing, and basically, right, basically they cancel the flight, because there's some engine trouble or something, which I'm thankful for, right? I'm thankful for that. But they cancel the flight, so they get us all off, everybody's ticked off, right? Um, and, and they're going up to the to the, to the desk, and they're like giving them the what for? What are we gonna do? You got another flight? There's no other flight. Like we were there. They, they did give us some free subway though, so I'll take that. I'll take free food all day. But I was ready to leave and get home to my family. So we had to wait, and it's like we're, we're there all night. They're telling us like, all right, so we're not gonna get a flight till like midnight. So we had to wait like all evening, all night. Finally get on the plane. And we go. We had to go to um, to another uh, another area in Latin America. The name um, uh, escapes me at the moment, but but we had to stay. Then they're like, "We'll put you up for a hotel, right?" But we had to come back in like three hours. So we're like, "No, we'll just sleep in the airport, no problem." That airport was the coldest place I've ever been in my life. It was like a meat locker in that air. Then that, there was condensation on the windows. It was so cold. And then, but we we slept in this airport for a few hours till till they had us some flight that next morning. And so we get ready to board, they're giving us all our passes and stuff like that. Oh, ain't God good that I got upgraded to first class. Yes? I was so excited. I've never been in first class. This is a little country boy from Plant City. I ain't never been in first class. I was I had extra leg room. Like, and that's important for me. I'm tall. Like, yes, come on. I had extra leg room. There was like space inside there. There's you know guy over here, but I had an elbow room. Like I was loving it. Like it was I don't know if you've ever flown first class. It was awesome. If I had money, I'm gonna do it again, but I'll settle for coke. But we like comfort, right? Come on, you can order your groceries now and have them delivered to you. <laughs> yeah. You can have food. You can even have fast food. You can, if you want some Taco Bell, I know the teenagers probably love this. If you want Taco Bell, you can have it delivered to you. Taco Bell. It's not even fancy said Taco Bell. You can have it delivered to you. Come on. You can order just about anything that you would ever want. Just about. And have it delivered. Listen. You can literally stay in your jammies on the couch all day, every day, and not have to go out. That's the world that we live in today. We love, love comfort. Right? We love comfort. We love comfort, but we hate fear. Hate fear. And spiritually, fear is the complete opposite of faith. 
And I'm not just talking about snakes and spiders and like Y'all know me. I don't do snakes. I will kick you out of the way to run if it is a snake. I don't care what kind of snake it is. I'm not going to find out what kind of snake it is. I will kick you literally out of the way so I can get out of there. I'm not talking about snakes. I'm not talking about spiders or cockroaches or any of that kind of stuff. Or hikes. Like, I'm okay with hikes, but I don't really do roller coasters. Right? Don't judge, but I really... And, and my kids are getting to the age where they like roller coasters. And we went to Disney back in, in January for Anthony's birthday. And those roller coasters aren't crazy bad. Um, but, but at least for them, they don't want to go. And there was this one roller coaster called the Barnstormer. And it was, it was, it was kind of a two, but we're in the line. And the longer the line goes, I'm looking at this thing. I'm getting anxiety. I'm like, man, I don't know about this. And I've been on it before. That's the thing. Like, I'm like, oh, gosh, you don't get trying to freak out. Man. I can't, I can't funk out because like the kids are watching, you know. Like, so we get up there, and we, we, the lines move, the lines move, and we finally get there. And you know where they put me? They put me and Abe in the front seat of this thing. I said, Why, God? Why am I in this front seat? Because as soon as they put you out, you go straight up, and you're the very first person. It's like, oh, your life is flashing before your eyes, you know, like you're, you're facing death right there. But we went through it, and it actually was okay. It wasn't that bad. But see, we do that, and sometimes in life, we'll see things, and immediately we freak out. And we don't even know it because we haven't really done it. But we'll freak out, and we'll live in fear. And, and God may call you to do something. You say, God, I don't Me? God, God, God may call you to do something. Maybe he can call you to pray at the grocery store for something. You see someone walking with a limp, and it's like you, you, you see that, and it's like, man, maybe I should pray. Like, that's never something you should have to ask God. God, should I pray for that? God's always going to want you to pray for someone, right? Just do it. But what do we do? I don't want to cause a scene. I don't want to offend anyone. Um, this person might think I'm super weird. And so they, they, what if they say no, generally? I just can't face that, right? Or what if they ask you to pray at small group? They ask you to pray out loud. Like, Me? I don't know. You can ask someone else, right? And as simple as that sounds, many of us do that. Why? Because of fear, because of comfort, because we fear failure, we fear rejection, which are far greater than snakes and spiders and robots. And for many of us, we will choose fear over faith because the unknown is scary. Can you imagine Abraham having to pack up all his stuff? And they didn't get to fly out of there. They didn't get the car to get out of there. Like, it was a long Trek for him and his family. The things that God calls us to, it can seem scary to us. It seems scary. And because we don't like scaring, because we like comfort, we might settle in Quran and not get to the destination of Canaan, the promised land. We might settle for less than what God has for us. We might settle for less than God's best for our life. There's many people that, that, that they never achieve their goals, their plans, and their dreams. They never walk out with things that God has for them because they settle along the way. They give in to comfort, they give in to fear. And we're called to live in faith and trust God every step of the way. See, fear paralyzes us and it holds us back. But faith pushes us forward. You ever try to bow air? I know we're in Plant City, and that's probably a dumb question, right? The, the more you pull that bow back, the farther you're going to launch that arrow, right? And it's the same for us. 
But that causes a stretching, right? There's a stretching, and that's the part that we don't like. Because there's some things that God is going to ask you to do. There's some things He's going to call you to do, and it's going to stretch you. It's going to stretch you beyond what you think you're able to do. It's going to stretch you beyond your comfort. And we like comfort, right? It's going to stretch you more than maybe you want. But in that stretching, just like that bow and arrow, as you, the more you stretch, the further you're going to be propelled into the things of God. Let's choose faith over fear. Fear is fatal to our lives. Fear is fatal to you spiritually, but faith is vital. It's necessary. Come on, if, if you feel like you don't want to fail, I get that fear fail, but, but guess what? God is really good at fixing our failures, isn't he? Come on, that's what he does. He's a God of restoration. Right? There's nothing too difficult for him. God, God is really good at using our setbacks for our setups, right? Come on, come on, that's what he does. Listen, God works all things together for our good, for those who love God and call according to his purposes, right? Come on, we might fail, but then the God that we serve never Fails. Are you with me this morning, church? You can trust Him. You can have faith. Don't give in to that fear. Don't give in to that comfort. Listen, the enemy, the devil, he wants you to live in that fear. He wants you to live in that comfort. He doesn't want you to get it. He doesn't want you to get your plan and purpose. He doesn't want you to get a hold of God on this level. He wants you stuck in fear, in your failures, in your comfort. Let's have faith. Let's exercise faith every single day. Let's don't just talk about it. Let's live it. Amen? Choose faith over fear. In fact, Hebrews 11, we mentioned that earlier. It goes through this whole hall of, uh, of faith, right? As we've come to know it. And there's all these different uh, heroes of the faith that they celebrate. And Abraham is actually one of them. But, but in that, in that uh, chapter, it says that it's impossible to please God without faith. Why? Because it takes faith to even believe it in the first place. God wants you to trust Him with your life. But if we don't, it's impossible to please Him. It's not that God has an ego or anything like that. It's just, it, it's common sense. And it says, by faith, Abraham trusted God. Even when it probably didn't make sense. Oh, God wanted to pack everybody up and go? Like, Why? Where, where am I going? How are we going to get there? But we don't see that dialogue play out in the passage, do we? He just said, all right, let's go. And he went. Even when it doesn't make sense in your life, even when it's uncomfortable, even, even if you don't even want to do it, right? Let's trust God. Let's choose faith over fear. And then the second thing is, is let's choose to trust the person of God even when we can't see the plan of God. Let's learn to turn, choose uh, the, to uh, trust the person of God, his character, his nature, the fact that he doesn't fail, the fact that he's not going to lead you into something he, he's not going to have prepared for you, right? And he's not going to take care of. The, the fact that God is good, that he loves you, that he is for you. We can trust the person of God even when we don't understand the plan. Right? Genesis 12.1, God says, go where I show you. Go where I show you. In other words, I'm, 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 I've got the plan. Go where I show I know where you're going. Listen, I know your past, your present. I got your future. Like, I've got you. Trust me. Go where I show you. And doesn't God do this all the time? Like, he doesn't always give us the details or the direction. 
or even the destination sometimes. He just wants us to trust him and his plan. I don't know about you, I like to know where I'm going. If I'm going on a trip, I like to know, like, I want to know what exit do I need to get off of? Do I need to be in this lane or that lane? Like, how are we going to get there? Are we going to need to take a potty break on the way there? Are we going to need to get food? Is food involved in this? Like, I always go back to food. What's the plan here? We went on a, a road trip last summer. We went all around, I told y'all about it. We went all around the country. And I was so thankful. My father-in-law, Jerry, he drove most of the way. Because I don't like driving where I'm, I don't know what Jerry's an NASCAR driver, and he, he just take, takes care of business. I don't know. God doesn't always give us the step-by-step direction. He doesn't always give us the details or, or the destination, but sometimes he just calls us, and he wants us to trust in him. Here's the deal. If he did lay it all out, if he tied it up in a nice little bow, a nice little package, and said, here's everything that you need, enjoy. If he did that, here's what would happen. A lot of us would laugh at God and say, you want me to do what? <laughs> No, I'm not doing that. Right? Or, or a lot of us would say, you, me? Like, I can't do that. Like that. A lot, a lot of us wouldn't even do it. Or we would do this. We would say, oh, cool, let me run with it. And we would run out ahead of God on our own, not even trusting in Him. Right? Again, we like comfort. And so... With God, it would be easier, like, hey, God, listen, I'll just, I hear you, you've got great plans in my life, you've got blessings, yes, amen, hallelujah, may your favor be upon me from generation after generation, and your children, and your children, or whatever that song says, right? Yeah, that, that's great, God, but can you just, could you just give me a hint here, give me a riddle, give me a clue, give me something, just tell me what I'm supposed to do, and, 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 I, and I'll do it. And it would be so easy for us because, again, we like comfort and we would like easy. But easy is not going to stretch you. Right? Easy is not going to prepare you for the greater things that God has for your life. Easy is not going to teach you anything. Right? Easy won't help you trust God more. In fact, here's the thing, and I, I want you to really get this because I believe this could, could really help some of you this morning. God gives us something better than the details. God gives us something better than the directions, greater than the destination. Guess what? God gives you himself, and he is all that you need for your life. I, I thank you for that one amen, because I, I think that was greater than the amen. Like, he gives you himself, so guess what? You don't need the directions. All you need to do is get the step in and walk in step with him. Every step. With him. Okay, God, I trust you. I don't know where I'm going, so you're going to have to come here and you'll walk with me. He said, Go where I show you. I wanted to walk in step, every step with him. God, all right, all right go where I show you. Okay, I've got you. God, God I'm, I'm, I'm here. All right, I'm with you, son. I'm with you, daughter. I've got you. I know where you need to go. I have a place for you. I have a greater for you. So come on, let's take those steps, right? And the key to getting through this, it's not the breakthrough. It's not the victory. Those are great. Yes, that's what we want. But what we need is faith in the middle of the storm. What we need is faith in the middle of the trials and the trouble. What we need is the faith in the wilderness. What you need is the faith. The faith is the key to the victory. The faith is the key to the breakthrough.
through. That's what you need. All of us, we want the other side. We don't, we don't want to endure those things, right? Because again, we like comfort. We don't like fear. We just want God to give us the answer. We want God to just give, hey, I just want to get through this mess. I'm tired. I mean, God, I just want to get through 2020. Can we just get through 2021? Guess what? We're going to go into more of the same stuff next year. If you think the end of 2020 is going to end a lot of stuff going on, no, it's not. Don't just try to get through it. Why don't you try to grow through it? Why, why, why don't you, why don't we, we use this opportunity instead of, instead of everybody getting all crazy and giving into the chaos and giving into to what's being fed to us out there. Instead of, why don't we take up some faith? Let's quit getting uh, triggered. Let's quit getting scared. Let's quit giving into what they're trying to feed us. Let's have some faith. Let's be some prayer warriors. Come on, let's get in God's word and know what the truth is. Exercise some faith in our life. Take that step today. Whatever that is for you, take that step. God, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about this that you're telling me, but hey, you haven't failed me yet, so I'm going to take that step. God, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm having a hard time believing it, but, but your word is true, so I'm going to take that step. Come on, somebody. Greater is found on the other side of those steps of faith. God's promises are on the other side of those steps of faith. Come on, just keep stepping. Every prayer, take a step. Every, every prayer, take a step. Every time you say yes to God, take that next step, right? Every time you push through through praise and worship, take another step. Every time you lift your eyes up, even though you're in pain or in, in some kind of chaos in your life, take that next step. I don't, I don't want to fall back anymore. I've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. It sucks. I don't want to go back. I want to step forward. Keep stepping. How would it change your life if you fully trusted God today? Think about that. I want, I, want, I want there to be an awkward silence right now in the room. Because I want you to really think about Let that penetrate your heart this morning. How would it change your life if you fully trusted God today and began living each day full of faith? Think about that for a minute. Let the Holy Spirit stir that up in you. For how would it change your life if you fully trusted God today? How would it change your life if you trusted Him with your bills? How would it change your life if you would trust Him with that doctor's report? How would it change your life if you would trust God with your marriage or, or with a particular relationship? How would it trust God if you trusted Him with that test that you have to take or with that struggle that maybe you're dealing with right now? How would it change your life if you began to fully? That, that means you've got to let go. That means you've got you to give up control and give up comfort. Give up fear. How would it change your life if you fully trusted in God today and began to live each day full of faith? It should take some pressure off of you, right? To know that you don't have to have control. Literally, you, you don't have to have all the answers because God does. That you don't have to, to walk out any battle that you go through because the battle is the Lord's, right? You, to, to know that, that you don't have to go through 
with this life alone because God can be right there with you, for you. Take some pressure. It should bring some peace and joy into your life today. Worship team, you guys can come on up. Choose to trust the person of God even when you can't see the plan of God. Keep stepping. Keep taking those steps of faith. And the final choice for you today is to choose to take that next step. Whatever that next step looks like for you in your life, in your journey with Jesus, take that next step. Genesis 12, 4, we read it earlier. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. His next step was obedience. God said go. He didn't say no. He went where God said. This is the demonstration of faith that we read about in Hebrews. This is the demonstration of faith that Paul talks about in Romans 4. And they celebrate Abram and his obedience and how he walked out in his faith. And it's easy to read over Genesis 12 for that little verse because it's very anticlimactic. God gives them this great plan and says, man, there will be blessings for you. Anyone who curses you will be cursed. And it's really awesome what God says to him. And then he says, it just, it just lays it out real simple. So Abram went as the Lord told him. And, and, and I don't know how you are when you watch TV or a movie. It's like they leave you with those cliffhangers. It's like, but, 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 wait, no, that can't be it. Like, you know? And certainly as you read on, there, there's more. But, but it's very anticlimactic here. And it's easy to read over. But imagine this. Imagine you have a dog. Maybe some of you do have one like this. And you call the dog to come. And he just lays there and looks at you. Right? You probably call him a what? A bad dog. Imagine you have a child, and maybe again you might have a child, and you tell the child, hey, listen, I want you to go to your room, I want you to clean up your room, and, and they say no, and they don't do it. Imagine you have a client, or imagine you have an employee who's supposed to call the client, right? And they never do it. That would probably be called a bad employee. The point is, we, we notice when someone does the wrong thing, but do we notice when someone does the obedient thing? Abram's uh, demonstration of obedience here is something that believers should both celebrate and emulate. It's something that we should get excited about, but also do in our own life. He is an example of faith for us to emulate in our own life. When we don't understand what God is telling us to do, when we don't understand even what we're going through, when we don't understand the, the plan or even see how it can be possible, we still got to trust Him. Even when we don't know the destination or the details, we still got to trust Him. And I know that's difficult to do, but in that, as we do it, as we take those next steps, it stretches us, it changes us, and it takes us into the greater things that God has for our life. And look what happens because of Abraham's act of faith. Because this wasn't just God saying, hey, there's just going to be blessings upon your life. No, this is the beginning of God's plan of redemption and salvation for people, for God's people, for Israel. He says, listen, I've got you're going to be a father of many nations. And that's not just so that we have a cute song for, for kids' church, Father Abraham and sons. No, it was God's promise for his people. Generation 
There's a ripple effect that happens because of Abraham's obedience. And I wonder what would happen in your life. I wonder what that ripple effect would look like in your life if you began to exercise faith like Abraham. I wonder what that would look like in your life as you choose to follow Christ. Then now your kids choose to follow Christ. And because you've laid that foundation in your family, not only would your kids follow Christ, but now their kids will follow Christ generation to generation to generation. Some of you are living that in this room right now. What if because your act of faith and obedience to God, what if that blessed somebody else? So maybe now they're believing in God. Maybe that lady you prayed for at Walmart who was living around, maybe you prayed for her and, and she, she got excited about God because look what the Lord has done and, and she began to follow Christ on her own. Do you see the ripple effect again? What if because you were obedient to God and God said, I want you to give X amount of dollars. And you're like, oh, God, that's a lot of dollars. I don't know if I can do that, but hey, I trust you. So I'm going, what if that was an investment in someone's life in the kingdom of God? What, what if that blessed someone in our community? What, what if we extend the hands of the of God through our obedience? And that, do you see what your faith can do? It's not just for you. For God's plans. Faith doesn't just produce something in you, it's going to produce something out of you as well. Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.